Great, great, great. Hello. Welcome back to the Luck We Had podcast. Hello. It's currently June. It's Pride Month. Uh, happy Woo! Pride Month. Woo! I actually miss Pride. <laughs> I also miss Pride. I was working. I was working. I didn't get to go. My Pride. Oh, no. I wasn't working. I was meeting Henry Winkler. That's what I was uh, doing. More important. He's Pride Month. <laughs> I did get to go see Young the Giant that night, so that was fun. Ooh. Nice. Um, I got surprise last minute free tickets from work. So That's that awesome. That's great. I have Pride this Saturday for Baltimore, but it's supposed to rain, so we'll boo, see what the fuck happens. Boo. Yeah, I was a little busy meeting um, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd and Tom Wilson and Henry Winkler. Such a good group of people. <laughs> no, for real. I and got- fucking Zoe and a couple other people met- um, Joe. Joe Quinn. Joe. That was a shit show because oh. Joe, um, he- his management didn't send his passport away in time for him to get a work visa to be allowed to work in the United States for like the Friday of the convention. He was supposed to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He Is did not get there. work? Yeah. He yeah, did not get paid. there until okay. like he got to the States on Saturday. His His visa was not approved until Sunday morning. And so they or like late Saturday night or whatever. And so they crammed all three days of his autographs, photo ops, oh. everything into Sunday. What? That into poor Sunday. kid. And so, like, I kind of feel bad for him. No, I feel yeah. really bad for him. They had, like, upstairs was where all the autographs were. And for me, it was where all of the Back to the Future photo ops were so that Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox didn't have to go upstairs and downstairs. Oh, nice. But it was where all the autographs were and the Back to the Future ops. And then downstairs is where all the ops were. But for Joe in the op room, they're like, okay, over here is your photo op. And right next to it is your autograph. And every, we're going so we to do, like, do both. He's like, we're going to do this line of people for, like, 15 minutes. Then you're going to jump over here. You're going to do this line of people for 15 minutes. You're going to jump back over here. You're going to do this line of people God, for 15 minutes. damn. And then he, Honestly, like, ran up and did a trip. Yeah, no wonder like, he looked miserable in so many of the pics and stuff. Did he? <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. see. I didn't see anything. He but like, looked like I don't he know, did he not nice. want to be there, which is like understandable because you just had He's to do. Yeah, three days of work in one day. You had so much fucking drama with the embassies and like all that yeah. shit for you and just flying to have from to... the UK to to New Jersey to Philadelphia. That's it's like brutal. the hell of a jet lag. I like just did. Yeah something similar so yeah yeah damn but zoe said he was really nice and he he complimented her artwork because she got him to sign the uh oil painting that she did mm. of him. oh nice and then That's my good. friend a friend of mine was at the convention and only had t- a ticket for saturday the con was actually really good about like if you only had a ticket for friday if you only had a ticket for saturday but you have something with joseph quinn we will give you free admission to sunday oh, and fuck. Transfer oh all your nice. stuff over. so then you get to see yeah. everything on sunday yeah yeah for like for your inconvenience. Yeah, they're like, you You will have free admission, like, or we will transfer your admission over so that you can come in on Sunday as well as, like, the Friday that you were here for oh, so shit. that you can do your Joseph Quinn op. They just, like, rearrange the time of day that you would have gotten to do it. Huh. Oh, that's nice. That's actually yeah. really nice. But also, I would feel bad for all the people who, like, were only there for a Friday or a Saturday and then, like, yeah. they had to leave before Sunday or something like that. I know that happened to me before he with, like, a convention. his management. To That's be the third time they've done that to him. Yeah, he's yeah. Missed, he missed a Comic Con for it, and he missed like Fallon because like, of you that. would think you would think they would know the drill by now. He should probably Bruh. fire, and his especially management. like with his like up and coming of being so popular. Like you cannot be fucking faulty with that. You're gonna cost this kid like jobs and stuff like that. And you only not have just to, him, but like, other people like tons of money. You yeah. only have to reapply for that visa every like three to six months. So like. Oh know. really? It's, so it should yeah. just it should just always be renewed. 
Yeah. Right? Unless if you that's how it works. To rene- you have like to manually be some, like, renew- No, no, no. Like, like, but that. they should just do it every six months or whatever. Like, it should just be a thing. Even if he doesn't have anything booked, like, I just hit my mic. But even if he doesn't have anything booked, it's like, you never know what's going to come up. Yeah. But like my friend was at the convention, only had a ticket for Saturday and messaged me and said, hey, your sister really loves Joseph Quinn, right? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, I have this op that I'm not going to use. I'll send it to you and you can your Is sister that how can use she it. got the solo one? No, that she that was her, the one that she bought. I gave her the other one so that her and all of her friends could have one together with him. How many people did they allow in a photo op? Because at Supernatural Cons, you can only have Four. fucking two up to two people. No, now you can have up to four. Oh, uh, dude, I remember back in the day of Supernatural Con, if you wanted four people in there, you needed two tickets. Oh, wait, you know what? You're right. That's still true. Yeah. Also, it cost me less to get an autograph to, to get an autograph from Michael J. Fox, an autograph with Christopher Lloyd and an autograph with Tom Wilson, than it cost for, like, just my Jensen and Misha photo. And, like, no offense, I love Jensen and Misha. I love them dearly. But, like, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, they're legends. Creation Con is a scam and will always be a scam. No, absolutely. Whenever I've gone to more mainstream conventions that aren't Creation Net, I've been able to fucking... When I met Skeet, that shit was so cheap. When I met, like, so many other people. But, no, Creation Con just likes to fucking milk all the elderly adult women of their money because that's how you see a lot at the con is like middle-aged women that they just fucking pull all the money out of them for all the ops and shit like that but anyways i'm glad fucking philly con was awesome because it seemed like you guys had a great fucking time i saw all your photos like it looked like it was a really good convention oh my god henry winkler is the sweetest man on planet earth that photo of you guys was so so nice with his little blanket i was crying laughing at that when i was standing in line for his autograph he at some points would just walk into the line and start shaking hands with us is that the video you sent us of him just literally just like talking to random people yeah he's like hello thank you for waiting i'm worth the wait i got (laughs) photos i got posters i got a jersey like he was just hogging his wares i'm trying to think (laughs) that was like right before the finale of barry aired i'm pretty sure it was right after yeah, oh, right, right, right after. after. Yeah, Damn, after. he was catching strays, probably. <laughs> yeah, and they were actually really good about, like, my photo op with him was at 3 o'clock on Sunday. And then they emailed me and they went, just kidding, it's at 1 o'clock. And they, like, sent me an updated PDF of the ticket with, like, the correct time on it. And they were really good about, like, Damn, Christina shout Ricci. Out to this convention. Are you joking? Yeah. If you had, a like, an op or an autograph with someone who ended up canceling, they made it really easy to exchange it. They made it really easy to get a refund. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, That's, they were awesome. Yeah. yeah, one flaw with Monster Mania is that you can't get refunds. You can only, like, exchange your photo ops and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it seems like PhillyCon really has their shit together. Maybe I'll go next year. Because that, yeah, that's a more diverse, thing... that's the most diverse group of fucking actors I've ever yeah. heard being at, like, not a little convention, but, like, a small enough Dude, thing. Like, like, Arrow and Felicity Smoke and Danielle Panamaker, they were all there. And uh, the guy that played, um, oh my god, the other guy on Arrow. The one Steven that, like, Jensen hangs out Amel? with. No, not Stephen Mel. He was there. But, uh, Dig- uh Diggle. Diggle, the guy that played Diggle, he was also there. So like four, four people from the Arrowverse were there. The Lex Luthor and Superman from Smallville, who's he's also uh, Samuel Winchester on the Winchesters, um, the guy from Smallville, and like the three main characters from Back to the Fucking Future. Steve from Blue's Clues was there. The The little Jody Benson, the Little Mermaid, was there. Like 
Lena, looks like we're pulling up next year. Right? Like, I guess I have to go. <laughs> oh, the voice of voice of one of the guys from one of the guys from Spider-Verse was there. One of the kids from Spider-Verse was there. My, uh, the guy who plays not, Miles. Not the guy who plays Miles Morales, really. I think so, yeah. And it was the premiere of the movie weekend. God. Why can I not I remember? Shamik Moore. Shemeek yeah, it was Shamik Moore. It was Shamik Moore. I remember Moore I watched... I. The first movie I ever saw him in, I think, was dope because Blake Anderson was in that. Well, I watched it before I even knew who Blake was, which is kind of a trip. But yeah. I also don't know if you know the the show iZombie. Uh, I but do remember it. She I was there. Oh, the okay. lead. She was there. Like fucking huh. crazy. This lineup. There. No, literally, I'm pulling up next year. Do you know how much the weekend there. pass was? Eighty nine dollars. Yeah, when you guys, I, when I was Seriously? visiting you guys before, <laughs> the only reason I didn't fucking go is that this is the month I'm moving, and I was like, I cannot spend extra cash right now. Yeah, I had no, to pay seriously. double rent and a security I'm deposit. So broke right now. It's not <laughs> Dude, even funny. Me too. I don't um, want to move. I'm that like was working, amazing. I'm working two jobs, but one of them is unpaid. Um, Lame. But I get paid in free concert tickets, so that's kind of sick. It is kind of sick. I got tickets to Metric at the end of the month. Well, okay. I saw not, your post have, on my way. <laughs> they have they have not been um they have not been transferred to me yet, but I got verbal confirmation that I will be getting tickets to metric the, the end of this month. That's awesome. Nice. Um but yeah. Yeah, we were also talking about Sunny and how I just need them to let Mac and Dennis fuck at least to just get it out of it's their system. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, I'm I'm like so over the Mac and Dennis like conspiracy, but I will tell you so this Frank versus Russia episode that's coming up. Yeah. Is that the next so, episode? Yeah. So Frank like goes to a, so Evan, I don't know how much you've heard, but it's like Frank is going to a chess tournament. He's playing against some like famous Russian grandmaster. I guess mm-hmm. he's really good for some reason. Character I great. haven't, I haven't seen anything about the new episode. I only watched the most recent episode last night. Okay. Um, And so Charlie tags along with him and Charlie gets into his like America get up. Like, mm-hmm. so um, America oh, Charlie the- comes back. I'm going to get you some mess. I'm going to ride an eagle. Yeah. Yeah. Dennis shows up to the tournament at some point. But meanwhile, Dennis finds out that Mac has a long distance boyfriend. And I guess (gasps) I. Is it the guy from Ireland? I don't know. His name's Johnny. I don't remember if that was the guy from Ireland. I don't know either. Everyone's hoping that it's going to be like Ryan Reynolds cameo. <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> so funny. So funny, but so I, I guess, don't think they would do that. Because that would have that would make Dennis have a mental breakdown about not being the hottest man that Mac knows anymore. Like- well, apparently, <laughs> um, something something about like them talking about this, and Frank gets inspired or like says like a homophobic joke to Mac after he reveals some sort of like dating habit he has. I'm assuming it's like something like ass play related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then reportedly it gives Frank an idea about how to win the chess tournament. Oh, that's <gasps> that was a thing that actually yeah. happened. Did you not? Yeah, that's the thing. A like, guy that, that they wore were using... a, like a dildo, like a vibrator up his ass that w- somebody was controlling with like a remote, like Morse code so that he knew what moves to make at a chess tournament oh really Some, yeah, someone else that was someone actually else theorized like that a, frank was just gonna put pieces up there but um no, actually like a thing that happened with like that one grandmaster who's been going viral they had a theory because he kept winning that he had something in his butt that was telling him what moves to make or like someone from afar was watching to give like more intel on like the person's next move but that's yeah, so funny so that, i that's guess what they i guess think. they're that's, gonna do that but yeah so dennis gets quote unquote irritated with Mac's new boyfriend and decides to teach Dennis or decides to teach Mac and D his dentist system for men. 
So okay. that's what they spend the episode doing is like, that's what the clip is from where Dee's like under the table and she's like, I'm grabbing your dick. Like the, from oh, the trailer. I, I haven't seen the promo. Oh, okay. Um, so that's, that's what's supposed to happen. But then cool. people are, people are taking it a step further and they're like, oh my God, like Dennis has a dentist system for men. Like he, so he's queer. And it's like, no, he no, just like reversed the dentist yeah, system for yeah. women. Like he just and, like changed his it. whole thing with Mac is he likes being adored. So he's right. going to let Mac do that. Like yeah, Mac fucking cherishes the fucking ground he walks on. Of course he's going to keep him around. Right. So then, so yeah, that is why people are excited. In I've, it's Mac just going to be any old episode. Like that's exactly what happened when we were going through our Mac dinner phase like a couple years ago is that no, I we, know. Would, we would look at the promos, we'd read the descriptors, we would have the most craziest fucking theories in the entire world and then the episode would premiere and it was just a normal episode Dennis of sunny is the bar the one exception the, bar the one <laughs> the one exception was the run of like cure or hate crime ptsd no, that was sick though like like the four episodes and then ending with like dennis's double life was bonkers no that was like how dare they do that the except they that threw cricket's tail in the middle there but that was just that like, was i remember we break. were so mad about a cricket's tail because we were like we're gonna get some like small mac dennis in it and then we got oh yeah it was like it was cricket, it was POV. pure hate crime ptsd gang tens bar yeah and then cricket's tail because cricket's tail took place at the same time as tens bar apparently um or it did i mean it did there's scenes in the episode with it and then Dennis's double life there at the end. And it was like, what the hell just happened? It was crazy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. That well, was our 15 minutes of ranting yeah. about other television and Wait, stuff at the time. I just have to throw in. Well, Evan, remind me again. You are not a Righteous Gemstones enjoyer. Never seen it. You don't go here? Okay. Never mind. Never been down that road. Everybody else who doesn't go here, you need to enroll. <laughs> you need to go here now. <laughs> like. I am so busy with Star Trek. I am now simultaneously I know, I know. I watching three, th- four Star Treks. I'm simultaneously watching four, two from the 90s and two that are currently airing. No, for real. <laughs> All I but watch anybody, is Twitch. anybody who's jumping, anybody who's struggling with like succession loss, yeah. success, with suck berry loss, Me. Righteous Gemstones is where you want to be. I just watch Chris Melberger on Twitch and Julian. <laughs> I also started watching, actually, for the first time, Family Ties, which is the Michael J. Fox sitcom from mm. the late, from the 80s. Oh, my I God, watched, it's so I watched fucking an ep- good. I watched an episode of that for my TV history class. I watched the one where he, like, accidentally gets, a- not even accidentally, but, like, gets addicted to Adderall. That's a good episode. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks plays his uncle. Like, okay. back when Big came out, like, young Twinkie Tom Hanks. Like <laughs> I love Big. Great yeah. movie. That's oh, my God, true. so good. Anyway, welcome back to the Luck We Had, a shameless recap podcast. <laughs> Tom Hanks is a twink. <laughs> he, he like look, you know how Colin Hanks looks right now? Yeah. Like that. That's what he looked Damn. like. <laughs> um, but hey everybody, it's a shameless recap podcast. That was our ranting about other stuff at the top <laughs> of the episode. Uh I think we're mostly just trying to distract ourselves because we this is the season this. five finale. I watched this episode yesterday while packing and I wanted to freak out. Like I don't even know how we're going to get through this. Uh, this um, is the last episode in the single-digit seasons that I have watched to completion. Consecutively. Uh, crazy. Yeah, like I haven't watched a full episode from seasons six through nine. 
which is bugged out. That's literally insane. And me and Lena over here were just like going through it with these fucking seasons. Because they're they're freaking crazy. They're good. They're they're good. After after season seven, I can't say that they're good, but um season six six and six and seven are yeah they're it like lined up just right that like seven and eight were airing while i was smoking a cigar a fine whiskey it's just like you just sit back and go damn seven and eight were airing while i was a junior and senior in college and i was like "Mm, i would rather not spend my time suffering through this actually (laughs) me and Um, Lena were still legal children (laughs) No, literally. Literally, Still like minor. eighth and ninth grade. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, it's Shame isn't it weird podcast. when you get reminded of like our age difference? Yeah, I'm gonna be because we I'm all 28, have a... babe. <laughs> I'm gonna be 23. I'll be 21 in like a month. Woo woo. Oh, that yeah, I'm babyfied. So <laughs> yeah, damn, Amanda. <laughs> god. Okay. Well. I've just known Amanda for so long; it doesn't feel weird. Yeah. It's cool. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, we also have known Lena the same amount of time, actually. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I don't want to talk about this episode. No, I'm dude, literally... I literally hate the show. <laughs> what like, the hell? Just, we just have to jump right in. All right, well, John fucking Wells. Yeah, wait, I'm Amanda. I'm Evan. I'm Lena. <laughs> and this is the season five finale of Shameless. Buckle the fuck up, everybody. It's episode 512, Love Songs in the Key of Gallagher. It aired on April 5th, 2015, which was eight years ago. Ooh. Uh, I remember was... that. <laughs> oh, God. That was, like, the first episode I watched live, I think. I caught up, like, right in time for it. Oh, my God. Oh, my condolences. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh, we'll get to it. Um, also, whoever came up with this title, Emmy. Yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> it was, good title. I love this title. I'm like, yeah. okay, okay. Well, because it's all about it's all about relationships, ones that end, ones that begin. And it does actually mesh real like the themes of the episode, like it's sex and love in the whole episode, like mesh oh, yeah. really well together. I hate to give John Wells props. I hate to do that. Because he Maybe wrote this he didn't episode. come up with the title, who knows? <laughs> no, but like the the structure of the episode actually works. Oh really yeah, it well. is a great episode. It's annoying. Uh but yeah, John Wells wrote it. And the, he's we don't just we know this fucking what guy. a bitch. It was directed directed by Christopher Chucklack. I'll never pronounce his name right. I thought uh, it was Chul. Just I thought I thought there wasn't a second C in there. I thought it was just like Chulak. Oh, I've truly no Chuck idea. Lack? I don't know. I didn't anyway. check. I could. I couldn't tell you. This is the fourth of eleven shameless episodes he directed. Well, only the fourth. Jesus. Uh, he did 410 Liver, I Hardly Know Her, 501 Milk of the Gods, 509 Carl's for Sentencing, and this one. So th- he does three in season five. And then in season six, he does 601, I Only Mess Her When I'm Breathing, 604, Going Once, Going Twice, and 612, Familia Supra Gallaglorious Omnia. Uh, in, wow, he does like three episodes a season. He does 701 Hireth, 705 Own Your Shit, 709 Oroboros, and then the finale of the series, Father Frank Full of Grace damn he also does southland longmire animal kingdom he's very busy it's probably maybe that's like emmy emmy directed an episode or two of animal kingdom i wonder if she had the hookup through chris uh the synopsis of this episode it's actually better synopsis than some of the other ones fiona reunites with gus after his tour but is torn by the fact that her friend that her friendly feelings for sean have turned to love 
Plus, Frank has his own love struggles as he works to keep Bianca happy in Costa Rica. Clearly not in the synopsis, a certain redheaded Gallagher. Um, they sort of avoided that at all costs. Well, wonder where he is right now. Mm-hmm. Who knows? With who? Couldn't tell you. Also, nothing about Lip and nothing about Kevin V in the in the synopsis. And nothing Lipped, about Lips. I don't think, if I remember correctly, Lips arc is not as important in this last right episode because we we pick teacher. up basically in the same place. Yeah, I know, but he's still seeing her in the beginning of season six. Yeah. So he's just, he kind of ends the season at like a stasis. He's just chilling. The chillest Gallagher. But the right now. Reality, right now. <laughs> for the season. The previously on is part of that like dream sequence of when Debbie was talking about how they were going to torture Sammy. It's Sammy with the car battery attached to her nipples with Mickey and Debbie like standing next to Shout her. Shout out to practical effects because I can't imagine what the fuck they clipped her nipples with without it hurting. Like because you they obviously didn't use real like. Or maybe they were fake nipples. <gasps> maybe they were like prosthetic nipples over That's her own nipples. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, previously on Shameless, oh, also absent from the synopsis is the yeah. character, the other Debbie. redheaded Gallagher that I don't care about. That's what we thought you met at first, boo, and then I went, wait, boo. we don't care about her. This is, so, like, Debbie's, like, point of no return for me. God. Derek and Debbie are having sex, and boo. so is Lip and his married professor, and so is Frank with his boo, cancer-ridden boo. doctor girlfriend. Like, even the synopsis boo, boo, is like, tomato. they're fucking, and they're fucking, and they're fucking. Uh, Mickey and Debbie are sure that they killed Sammy and then shoved her body in a moving crate. Ian was released from military prison and ran away with Monica. And Fiona and Sean are getting flirty. I want to beat Fiona's ass. Yeah. Well, someone's doing a version of that when we open the episode. Uh, she <laughs> Fiona is getting fucked by her husband, Gus, who is back in town. She's well, getting... you know he's mad as hell, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. And she loves a good hate fuck. Like, they're, they are laying it down. All she does, yo. <laughs> and, see, I don't mind a good, like, explicit sex scene if it, like, serves, like, the scene. Like, There's, like, a that, purpose here. Yeah, I that shows like... us that they're talking, that they're fucking, that they're, like, connected back with each other, that she didn't, like, show up into town and she ghosted him, like... Served a purpose. Uh, she asks if he hooked up with any groupies on the road. He says, no, they're not worth the worry of an STD. Like, that's the reason he gave. <laughs> and then he starts smoking. And she's like, I don't know you smoked. He's like, I smoke on the road. I'll quit in a few days. And He's apparent- so sexy. I'm yeah. sorry. He's so, yeah. No, He's so like, good. Hey, I guys. love Gus. <laughs> Apparently, in the last episode, he texted her about a gig that he was working. And we were to assume that she ignored that to spend time with Sean. No, she went to the gig. She went to the gig that he was playing, and uh, the last song in the set was called Betrayal. Ooh, uh, I wonder who inspired that. <laughs> he wrote it quick as hell then. <laughs> she and she goes, ouch. He's like, I wrote the music. My buddy wrote the lyrics. And she's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure, I guess. And then they fuck Well, again. the F word he takes full credit for. Oh, so. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Uh, they're fucking again, and so is Lip and his professor girlfriend. I she's love got her. a yeah, she's Eileen. Eileen. She's a milf. She's milf material. It's good for her. She has him tied up, and she's waking him up by whispering and licking his ear. Yeah, this part's weird though. And she pours some wine on his chest and licks it up, and then he sees her husband sitting in the corner of the room Just- watching them. <laughs> 
And he's like, uh, she's like, is that okay? And he's like, um, uh, I'm I'm gonna fuck you, like cocked, <laughs> dude. Cocked. He's just like sitting there, like <laughs> just watch. It's so. I weird. mean, he's he, yeah, he's getting cuckolded. Like, yeah, it's he, that's whatever, probably but his entire. That's in, probably the entire base. That's of their his fetish. That's his whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's like lip, lip, like. Uh, How old and is Lip in this? Like nineteen, twenty. He's legal. He's twenty, I think. Yeah, yeah I know he's legal, but I'm just like, just imagine, just like. She's like hey, easily doctor. in her 40s. Like Yeah. Hey doctor. Doesn't she have a son? Yes. Doesn't he doesn't he meet oh, the son shit. at one point? Yeah, you meet him next season. In the like, next what? season, Lips but he's yeah, she's got a son. But he's, he's I think he's I think he's Lip's age. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then but then Lip literally says to her like, "Don't you find this weird then?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, this episode is sad right away. Mickey is fucking a woman in his and Ian's bedroom because Boo. he's sad. Boo. Oh, tomato, Boo. Tomato. They always fell back on that whenever he was upset. He would just fuck a woman. And I'm like, come on. And like, I wrote a little thing. The thesis Andy. of this episode with his fucking around seems to be that he keeps fucking women as a, pre- as a way to pretend he could be who he was. And a way to convince himself, like, he's not cheating and he's not moving on. Like, it's it's him holding out a little bit of hope that Ian's going to answer the phone. Ian's going to come home. And it's not until later in the episode when he's like, okay, this, this is over now. That he, go, he, like, finds a guy in the park and goes to fuck him. Like, I don't know, thoughts? Huh. I totally didn't even think about the cruising. Yeah, I mean, it's it's he's, like, taking himself back, wallowing in that kind of, like, pain and trauma of, like, the Svetlana situation. Yeah. And like what happened between season three and four, like he's he's revisiting that. And I yeah, I mean, I agree. I think he's hoping that like at some point, like Ian's going to return and then it'll be like, you know, same series of events. I also just think it's probably there's probably some shame about it. Like he's ashamed that him and Ian like failed, like his being gay, that all these risks he took, like didn't pay off. So now he feels yeah. like he has to punish himself by like yeah. having sex with women. Might as well go back to being the thing that daddy will approve of. And, like, exactly. Every time it happens, he has the most like fucking blank stare on his goddamn face. Yeah. Like he's so dissociating through the entire thing. Yeah, and he can't even get hard, apparently. The girl's like, This it's been an hour. She's like so she, cute like, though. She's like, I'm getting bored. <laughs> I know every girl that he like finds to hook up with seems nice. Yeah, and I'm like, like <laughs> I know. I'm like, how did like how'd you pull that? Bro, he pulls. Like, it's not even funny. It's like, how? Like, <laughs> like look at that guy. blonde girl, but then there is that yeah. ugly, like, ginger. The lady from the bar. The lady yeah. from the bar, but that was but that was a lady from the bar. But yeah. it's like, girl, how do you pull? Yeah. Yeah. She walked into that house and said, I'm going to take another step in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she leaves the room, and then he bashes his head into the wall of the picture of Ian that he was oh like my God. that he did the same thing to when he was like Meat masturbating head, in the mirror. Yeah. Head. Like why would you do that? Yeah dude you're so crazy. I still always laugh about that fucking video Lena I sent you like maybe like five years ago and it's the Mickey Milkovich is a comedian and it's just a laugh track over every sad Mickey scene and it's like the laugh track of him jerking it in the bathroom and then punching the mirror it is the funniest video in the entire world and they deleted it but Dude, because that's literally just what sitting next to me watching these episodes is like. I am slapping my knee. (laughs) Because I'm like, because I've had enough 
I, 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 the first couple times I watched it, obviously, I was like, this is so sad. But now that I've had enough separation from it, I'm like, girl, why would <laughs> you like, do that? You, you dummy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's coming. And so I'm like, I'm like, girl, why would you do that? This is embarrassing. <laughs> like, that is not healthy. No. Anyway, Ian is on the road with Monica. They're in the cab of a truck while they hitchhike south. Uh, and in the Gallagher house, Debbie is woken up by Derek getting dressed to leave. What? What's up, Lena? There's a song later in... I think it's later in this the episode um, that's really good that I have on my playlist. But it's called... It's called Where the Ocean Is by Shadow Shadow. But I don't think it's in this part of the episode. I think it's when they're in a different truck okay. hitchhiking. Maybe when they are getting closer to... Yeah, because it's like it's nighttime and Ian's like looking at these lights and these like pictures on the truck ceiling or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's later. Um, In the Gallagher house, Debbie is woken up by Derek getting dressed to leave. She tells him she loves him and he kisses her and says it back seemingly for the first time. Boo, boo. Boo. (laughs) Well... They, yeah, they just had sex for the first time, right? Like, he spent the night. I don't think this was the first time. I think this is the first time he spent the night. Because they fucked for the first time in the fir- the episode prior, but they it's yeah. been a is couple this... days in between. Well, and when they fuck for the first time prior, isn't there, um, like, there's boy in your bed? Or is that, that's pre-her getting that's birth next. control, that's right? Next. That's next. Yeah. There's boy in your bed? Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. episode Oh, right, and she's like, well, you have a boy was, in your bed. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Episode prior was birth control. I'm on the pill, but it hasn't been 48 hours. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. Rot. And then she decides to baby trap him. Um, also waking up, Frank. Also, all the Frank scenes in this episode were gorgeous. Yeah. Like, all of them were beautiful. He served, <laughs> they both served cunt. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, him and Bianca. It's like, okay, Frank, I you were looking kind of good. Love Bianca. I love yeah. Bianca. Bill said, put me on a beach. And that's where I'm filming the episode. I'm going to be clean and in swim shorts on a beach the whole time. And he ate it up. <laughs> knows how not to wear a shirt. Uh, he's on a beach in Costa Rica with his dying girlfriend. Bianca is out staring at the beach and he goes to sit with her. He is so in love with her. He's so in love with her. And like, again, it's because it's because Mo- it's Monica because he's seeing Monica when he looks at her. And he's so like, he's a bad partner and he's a bad person. But every once in a while, like when... Sheila was at her lowest when Monica was at her lowest when Bianca's at her lowest he's there for them he steals from them but then he's there for them yeah it's probably also because he knows that he's going to lose her yeah Yeah. like like even though he doesn't really like process it until she's gone that he's lost her yeah like he he knows that he will so he doesn't even like get the opportunity to be a shithead yet yeah he's kind to them for selfish reasons but he is kind But then it becomes yeah. kind of genuine a little bit. Like, before he realizes that. Because that's the thing is, like, when he's always, like, kind to his partners at first. And it's usually selfish reasons. And then it's a little genuine. But then he just stops because he's like, oh, I'm in it for the... I, this is, like, the long haul, right? Like... Yeah. But with this, it's like he knows that There's she's going to die at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he could he could take care of Monica because he knew she'd always need him. He will take care of Bianca because, like, that he likes he likes being important. Once Sheila got better, he was fully checked out. Um, but uh, it's an interesting dynamic with Frank and relationships. Yeah, because it's, like, their, like, struggles are, like, what make him thrive. Yeah. He likes to be needed. He's selfish. He's narcissistic. This And this loss is going to crush him. And you can, like, from this first episode, this scene of this episode, you can tell it's going to crush him. 
Uh, Fiona comes home to Debbie giving Liam cup of noodles for breakfast because they don't have any groceries in the house. And Fiona's like, why? Debbie's like, well, Sammy was doing all the shopping and now Sammy's gone. And Fiona's like, oh, I will go to the grocery store. Yes, Miss Girl. You are their guardian. Mm, it's not like you have to control five people and feed their goddamn mouths. There are two kids in this house now. Two. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, it's like she hasn't even been home. Like, And Fiona says she spent the night with Gus and Debbie's like, okay. And Fiona's, Fiona's like, girl, don't act like everything's all right. Like, let's, everything's weird right now. They're like, they're, they're being sisterly with each other, but they're also being like completely contradictory to one another. Her, yeah. I mean, cause it's like, if Debbie were to try to say shit like, um, Fiona, like that's messy or whatever, Fiona would be like, oh, well, you don't get to say shit cause you're like some 14 year old little bitch. Like she would yeah. so say that to her. And then Debbie would be like, well, at least I have like a boyfriend, like, <laughs> I'm in, like, a healthy relationship or whatever, even though she's not. Yeah, because, like, Fiona says, Gus is back. I went to a show. I stayed the night. And Debbie's like, what about Sean? You know, the the good friend. And then Fiona's like, yeah, he's just a friend. So Debbie's like, okay, well, we need to go visit Carl. So does husband Gus have a car or should we ask good friend Sean to drive us all up to Judy again? (laughs) Like, whoa. She's so real for that. (laughs) She's got funny. I'm sorry. She's got some, some bangers of lines well because it's like because it's also like girl you're right like (laughs) it's it's hard it's it is sometimes so hard to hate debbie it at this point like before she goes past this like point of no return because i'm like man a lot of people in her life really did fail her Mm -hmm. yeah like as hard as they tried they really did fail her or just like ignored like warning signs of things and that's why she turned out that way but she's still at the point where it's like Girl, you're kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, girl, yeah, you stole a baby when you were, like, 12 years old, but, like, come on. But that and, was... like, the characterization yeah. is consistent with her of, like, she walked a doll around like it was a real baby. She wants she a baby. She stole a baby. She really liked She's helping out with Karen's baby. she baby. since fucking season one. With Liam. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, like, she always wanted a kid. And I think... I. I think it's because, well, obviously it's because she wanted to, like, be a better mother than she had. And then Fiona, of course, gets, gets, like, her pride is hurt because she's like, well, I was basically your mother and I wasn't good enough. And it's like, no, because you weren't supposed to be a mother. You were a sister who was forced into a mother role. You were a 21-year-old woman forced to raise four kids. It was just Yeah, like you did your best, but you were ultimately a child when you were raising me. Yeah. The more I think about Debbie, the more it is kind of tragic, though, because I'm like, it is so sad that you did end up just like your mother and your father. Like, it's just, it's like, girl, you tried so hard to not, but then like, you just, you did. She got the worst of both of them. Yeah. Besides, like, the, like, mental, like, health th- and, like, the alcoholism, she did get the worst of both of them. Yeah. Um, Sad. Anyway, tragic. I still hate Debbie. <laughs> still hate her. Still hate her, but it is pretty tragic. We are the Debbie Because you club. are, you are ultimately responsible for the choices you make in your life. Um, v comes... V comes in the back door and complains about Svet still being in the house. And then she confirms that she and Kev are, like, trying to be together again. And, like, again, just like there was that nice moment of Debbie and Fiona being sisters, there's, like, John Wells always comes in and is like, hey, do you remember that V and Fiona are friends? Like, let's have them have a conversation, maybe. We forget, so they do have to remind us because they don't show that much often. Rarely. So rarely. (laughs) And it doesn't, hey, and it doesn't get any better, Amanda. Like, the next two seasons. They only grow farther apart. At one point, they have a really, really bad fight. They have, like, such a bad fight. Is that what season said? It's like, yeah, it's like half a season long or something. Like, it's a long fight. like a feud, like, not talking. Like, it's really bad. 
and annoying. But like in this uh, scene, V like spots a hickey on Debbie's neck and she's like, have we had the birds and the bees talk? And Fiona's like, she's on the pill. Like it's a whole downloader on what's happening, what was happening in the A plot while she was over in the B plot situation. And V says Svet is only staying with them until they get a new bed for the apartment above the alibi. And that she's like, it's actually kind of nice to have the help with, with the girls in the house. She's like, I will admit she's good with kids. And then Fiona sends Debbie out to school and she's like, can you drop Liam off and pick him up from school? She's like, you mean like I've been doing every day for two months? Yeah, I think I can handle that. Also, I want to age check Svetlana. She's only like, what, 21, 22? I think mid 20s, maybe. Um, Yeah, she's a little older than Mickey, but she's not 19 when that old bad thing happens was she well and in shameless years she could have aged because Mick- mandy like oh mandy's like her. some 19 year old whore or something yeah. yeah but like in shameless years she could have aged four years True she that. could have aged one year she it, could she knows? could be she could be 21 22 right now yeah because well isadora was like 30 isadora easily late, late 20s late 20s yeah but dan slay svetlana being set up for life at 21 i'd 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 join that train. She Sorry. had some good aspirations too. She was like, I just want to own a Quiznos. Like, I'm obsessed with her. I know. She literally was like, mm, not living with Baby Snatcher. And she was like, and they were like, yeah. say less. Oh, V fills Fiona in on Kev fucking around with the co-eds and Svetlana. And Fiona fills V in about Ian running away with Monica. And like, like I said, it's really nice to have like a moment of, hey, remember that they're friends? And then Ian and Monica get out of the truck at some roadside diner. He tells her he doesn't have any money. And she's like, oh, she's like, they didn't give you any money, anything. The army sent you out without a dime. It's like, yeah, he was arrested. Like, this is jail, Pookie. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get money when you get out of prison. Not handouts. She's like, it's okay. She looks over and sees some truckers. She's like, um, I I got money. Go inside. And then she goes over to the truckers and you think for a moment she's going to do a little some something for the money. But then she sees a guy, goes behind the truck with him and comes out like three seconds later so even even ian's like okay well she couldn't have she couldn't have been doing stuff so what the fuck is this anyway back in literal paradise uh (laughs) where where are they there are they outside of the u.s they're in mexico okay i think they're in mexico uh frank is making breakfast for bianca and she's like i'm not hungry it's so pretty and so cute like i would love to live on a beach like that are you joking yeah it's gorgeous. It's really, really beautiful. It's shot really beautifully, too. And, like, going from, like, beautiful, sunny, sunset, beachy vibes to, like, gray Chicago mm-hmm. is, like, so jarring. Oh, they wanted to have fun with that. They were like, let's go. <laughs> C- cinematography department was like, let's freaking go. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's the finale. We're going all out. I wonder where they went to film the beach scenes because they actually are Probably. on the beach a couple times. Right, it could have, it could, well, they film half the time in LA, so it's like, it, they could have just been, oh, yeah, in just Cali. Fucking it's Santa somewhere Monica in LA. Like yeah. Southern, Southern California, yeah. They could have been like in freaking Orange County or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she wants to get drunk and buy a gun. <laughs> Good for her. Woo! Uh, back, and then we go back to the diner. Monica and Ian chowing down on way too much food. They ordered basically the entire menu. Oh, it all looks and- so good, though. I haven't had diner food in forever. God, diner all the diners by me suck recently. Like, the diner I went to with Amanda and, like, Zoe. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I crave that burger every goddamn day. No, for day. real. Get me to a Coney right now. <laughs> Jersey, right baby. Now. We got diners everywhere. Uh, They're chowing down. They ordered everything. And she's like, I want, like, strawberry syrup. And she's ordering everything. She's like, apple and he's pie like, a la mode. 
And he's like, hey, uh, can you pay for this? And she's like, yeah, I can pay for it. He's like, so I don't have to like run out the back door. And she went, what are you talking about? He's like, remember when I was six years old and you made me dine and dash and like climb out the window of a bathroom and I like got a cut. And she's like, huh, I don't remember that. He's like, babe, that was traumatizing. I, what? <laughs> yeah. He also tells it like, it's just like, it's like a silly little, not like a silly little story, but he's just like, it's just a thing that happened. Yeah. Like you remember and she's this? like, oh, we had good times. And like, that's what you thought the point of that story was. He's like, was. right. <laughs> and he's like, hey, what did you do with that trucker to get the money for this? And she's like, I sold him something. Okay. And then the phone rings and it's Mickey and she rejects the call and she's like, fuck him. You don't need him. Boo. You need people who understand Boo. you. Boo. Yeah. And she like gazes at him. I really do like when these two like actors have scenes together. It's really Because good. it's also like, I do get where they're coming from in in trying in pushing mickey away too like it's like i do understand and i do understand that they are also the only two who like really understand each other yeah but it is really really hard to watch i like don't know how much of my rant to save till i think i'm gonna save it to the end of this because like i have so many things to say about the trajectory of mickey in this episode um she gazes at him and she's like you are so beautiful you're a beautiful man I did fucking good making you. She's right. She's right. She was spinning. Yeah. But also, I hate when, like, that's, like, a thing to, like, kind of, like, make you, like, stay with someone when you don't want... Like, the, the manipulation of, like, I did so good at making you. Like, shut up, you yeah. abandoned me. Yeah, but, like, and he's a sucker for, like, sometimes you just want a nice word from your mom. Right, like, it's, and, like, like it's your mommy. Uh, at Patsy's, Fiona is in the weeds. Talk about diners. She's in the weeds and things with Sean are weird. This bitch is always in the weeds. Like, <laughs> every single episode we've seen her in, she's behind. Uh, she tells him Gus is back and he's very polite and kind about it. Kinder than he should be. Kinder than she deserves. And she asks about his son's move. And she's like, "You're he's doing okay? And he's like, yeah, he's all right. And like things are just kind of like that. They're very surface level for them. Back at college, Lip gets back to his dorm and finds Amanda, his girlfriend? uh hiding out there they have like an open thing i think yeah well because she's like she's like i let muff eat me out like a bunch of times so yeah and she's currently hiding from muff in her apartment uh because because of course it's the crazy lesbian roommate and not the selfish straight girl who like who let her eat her out and yeah probably said very probably actually said nice things to her to make her keep doing it like yeah let's be for real here (laughs) yeah She's a manipulative bitch. person. <laughs> Same brain cell. But you said it nicer than I did. And then, she, but she does. <laughs> she does make good points about the major power imbalance between the professor and Lip in their relationship. And he ignores those very many good points and tells her, you can keep hiding out in my room while I'm in class. Like, anyway, bye. And then V and Kev are at the free clinic so Kev can get an STD test. And I like the way that they're sitting, like, on a corner with kind of their backs to each other, like, sniping at each other in the in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. And the nurse asks him when they get back in the room, how many sexual partners have you had in the last 12 months? And he starts counting on his fingers. On his fingers. <laughs> and it takes a long time. He just keeps counting. It's like... Yeah. So, and- like V's jaw just gets wider. She's like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> it's so good. And he lands on like twenty-two ish, 
And then he goes, what? I was the rape walker. I had lots of opportunities. And Kevin, you can't just say things like that. The doctor just has like such a look on her face. She's like, okay. She needs context. You can't just say I was the rape walker. I had opportunities. No, no, context. Clarification. I was the guy who walked girls home so they didn't get raped. And then they were so seduced by that that they came on to me. (laughs) Uh, But horrified look on the doctor's face. And then we cut away. Meanwhile, at the pharmacy, Debbie is buying both a pregnancy test and Plan B. And she just walks up to an aisle and grabs Plan B off the shelf. You can't do that. You can't do that anymore. No, you what cannot. 2015 shit Could was you have that? Done it back in the day, and then they just restricted uh, it. I feel like you always needed ID, right? It was always. It's, or this is like- this is why Debbie gets like turned down too. Is that? Yeah. She needs ID, it may, right? It may no, no, no. She doesn't get turned down. It may be mm-hmm. like a recent thing because of all the bullshit, but like it's like locked yeah. behind they are, the counter well, at the they, pharmacy. They used to be in the lock boxes because yeah. they're expensive. It's like fifty bucks a pill or something. Yeah, but I thought at one point you needed ID to buy it. Maybe like like you had to be a certain age. I feel like that's a thing they do with like Carl's girlfriend Kelly later, where she doesn't. She's oh, not old yeah. enough, and then Carl has to buy it for her or something. Oh, maybe. That is a thing that they do at one point. Like, somebody I... asks someone else to buy them Plan B because they're not old enough. I but maybe in... that happened because the laws changed. True. Maybe. I know in this scene, she, she like, brings both of them up, and he makes, like, a snarky comment at her, and then she, like, snatches condoms off the shelf right next to it and then puts them on the counter yeah. as well. Condoms and gum. Yeah. Right? She's, like, <laughs> she's like covering all my bases, just in case. And because the, the pharmacist looks at the pregnancy test and the plan B and goes, oops, huh? So good. Shut the fuck but up. also, it's like, Debbie, if you're already <laughs> pregnant, what is the plan B going to do for you? Right? But if you're not also, pregnant, then you should take the plan B. So. Also, it doesn't work if your BMI is above average, quote unquote. Um, like, it doesn't work if you're, like, above, I think, a, like, it's a It's a pound number. 30 pounds or something. I think it might be 150. But, like, that's most people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Back in Mexico, a man is plucking a chicken, uh, and he thinks Bianca is Frank's daughter, and then Frank doesn't correct him, and then tries to buy a gun off of him, because Bianca wants a gun, so right, Frank's well, going like, to get her a gun. Who cares? <laughs> uh, and the guy's like, what kind do you want? And he lists, like, you want an AK? You want, like, a whole list of things? He's like, just a pistol. I w- Doesn't he, like, just pull out, pistol? like, a bag of guns? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just lists, like, a laundry list of, what What do you want? What do you- I got everything. And he sends him over to, like, a guy with the uh, Brazilian soccer jersey on. He's like, go over there. He'll help you out. Uh, the alibi. V is ranting to her mother about Kev fucking around. And her mom points out that, like, why well, you kicked him out? And she's like, lots of girl got daddy issues. And he is one hell of a daddy. Real. Yeah. And then V is mad at her mom for acting like she knows Kevin sexually because she knows Kevin sexually. Stop. We were supposed to forget about that. (laughs) And she says, you'd never let a good looking, good earning, good of the sheets man like Kevin off the leash unless you want him running around the neighborhood sniffing every bitch he sees. Well, it sounds like V, you also went on like dates and stuff. And it's like V, you went on dates. Svetlana went down on you too, yeah. right? Well, it's not. It's it's not just that. But it's like, B, you were trying to emotionally move on too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you like, didn't. Ju- you didn't just fuck people, which she, all the only person she didn't even fuck anybody really except Svetlana. But it's mm-hmm. like you tried to emotionally move on. That's something different. Yeah, yeah. And her mom mixes about fifteen metaphors to get the point across. And even V is like, that was a lot. That was a lot of metaphors all at once, Mama. She's like, well, if he likes college girls now, dress up like a co-ed or something. And, like, this conversation was so clearly written by a man. Because, like, 
her mom should be at least a little on her side. Yeah, like, emotionally supportive, bit. not telling her to dress like a fucking, like, stripper. Like, her mom is cold in this. And, like, it's funny, she's got some funny lines, but, like, John Wells, that's not how a mom would, <laughs> would talk to her. Uh, back with Ian and Monica, speaking of moms, they have caught yet, they've caught yet another ride and have arrived at the trailer where Monica lives with her boyfriend. Her maybe 30-year-old shirtless tattooed boyfriend. He is... The ex-partner of the late um, Naya Rivera. Yeah, he's the father of her child, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. At Patsy's. So, like, he's he's Naya Rivera's age. He's, like, may, maybe 20. In maybe 21. He's young. Uh, 2015? No, she, they were a bit of in late 20s, probably. Yeah. But, like, dating Monica. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> At Patsy's, Sean's on the phone with someone and he's pissed. He's fighting with someone on the phone while Fiona refills the ketchups. And she's like across the diner, like refilling ketchups, eavesdropping. And Fiona's like, hey, you want to talk about it? And like tries to be a friend. And he's like, we are not friends. And she's like, oh, sure we are. And he's like, go home. Go home to your husband. Get the fuck out of my face. Literally. Sean, stay strong. Stay strong, girl. (laughs) Remember who you are. (laughs) Remember your roots. It's like, I know, I know how this ends up. I know what happens, but it's like, Sean, stay strong. (laughs) At the dorm, Lip comes back. Amanda's still there. She's studying at his desk. She's got cold pizza sitting there because she ordered pizza thinking he'd be back hours ago. Bitch, eat it. Yeah. He, she asked, does Helene make you happy or is it just the sex? And she's like, is she better at sex than me? And he says different. Bad answer. That's never the answer you give. Different, but not better. (sighs) But it's and like, then, but it, but it's also like, okay, at least he didn't lie. At least he wasn't yeah. like, no, you're amazing. Because then she would be yeah. like, okay, stop having sex with her then. Yeah, but also you've been fucking your roommate this whole time, Amanda. Like, yeah, double standard. Ah, true, double standard. At home, Leah Liam is watching like a gory as fuck movie, like zombie shit I, in the living room. Did we talk about this some other time? Who's watching a saw movie at one point? Carl, if he, Carl, yes. when Jimmy walks in, he's like saw saw on like a Sunday afternoon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's it's like saw two or saw three or something, like one of them with a really fucked up trap. Yeah, yeah, but like he's watching the movie when Fiona comes home at like ten p.m. and Fiona goes upstairs. She's like, "It's your bedtime," and she goes upstairs yelling for Debbie. She's walks in the door, yells for Debbie very loud, and she's not being quiet when she walks upstairs, having a yelling conversation like, "Hey, Debbie, you can't let him watch the scory stuff." plenty of time announcing her presence in the house and then she walks in and debbie and derek are still in bed actively in like They're kissing like and stuff it's like or whatever yeah girl you didn't hear her girl, everyone hears everything in that damn household i know she you probably didn't, didn't think she'd actually come in she probably just thought she'd like yell and then walk by i guess so stupid but yeah very uh, dumb and your door isn't locked stupid Derek gets dressed and he's leaving and he apologizes to Fiona and he actually he calls her Miss Gallagher. He's like, I'm sorry, Miss Gallagher, which is, you know, that was polite. He's a sweetie, yeah, but he then did, he did the right they thing. turn him into a bitch, kind of. I don't even think Amanda knows about that stuff either. I don't know anything about this man. Whoa, that's so oh, funny. Yeah. He, <gasps> yeah. We don't have, we, him honestly, let's not say anything until she finds out because I think that'd be funny. No, yeah. Let's, right, let's cool. keep it on the DL. <laughs> yeah, keep it on the DL. Uh, Fiona says, she's like, Debbie, you cannot have a boy in your bed. And Fiona's like, and she's like, why not? You do. Fiona's like, I'm a grown up. And Debbie goes back, I'm pregnant. <laughs> it's the way they mimic each other is what gets me in the scene. <laughs> it's like, I'm a grown up. Well, I'm pregnant. And then it's just like, you, uh. Emmy's face 
Like, she, shock, shock and awe on her face. She's like, what the fuck did you just say? And, but she is immediately, girl, you're getting a fucking abortion. You're getting an abortion. And Debbie says, no, me and Derek are going to get married and have lots of babies. Why won't you just let me be happy? Because you're, because you're a baby. you are (laughs) the baby. Yeah. Stomping your foot. Why won't you let me be happy? Girl, Girl, you're 14. uh, You're an eighth grader. She's 15. 13. Girl, you are an 8th grader. Yeah. You're a 7th grader. You're nothing. <laughs> you are nothing. Uh. I was meeting Dan and Phil. Wasn't worried about getting pregnant. I thought she was I thought she was 14. I thought she, she was 14, be 14 because because later Frank's like Deb's 15 with a baby on her hip like talking about Franny. So I th- I think oh. she's 14 and then she okay. turns 15 over the course of the pregnancy. During the the wedding scene? Yes. Okay. Deb's 15 with a baby on her hip. Yeah. And I just love when he just out the calling out of everyone that's so funny i love that dude scene. hilarious he, he is gay bipolar or something like that and it's like <laughs> yep you did it frank you dumbed him down to his so you dumbed him down scene. to his simplest part he's the gay one with all the problems literally <sighs> ian's, oh yeah that... he's like ian's a bipolar queer with some 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 is that season seven when that happens or season no, it's six? the end of six it's the finale okay a pair is getting married and frank is there and then he literally just goes down the line of all of his and he roasts everybody like, he roasts the <laughs> fuck out of them and it's so oh, funny and he was anyway, right back to back to fucking <laughs> it's bianca and it's frank having dirty nasty sex in mexico and after they finish she right away asks like she finishes takes a breath and goes Where's the gun? Like, immediately. She's a baddie, and I love her. She gets it out, loads it with one bullet, and starts playing Russian roulette. And she, like, puts it to her head and fires. She does it and twice. She tries- yeah. She tries to give it to him, and he says no, so she does it again. And he gets the gun away from her, and it goes off, and it grazes his arm. So now, like, when this, the time that Sammy shot him, he now has matching gunshot. He looks at the gunshot wound, and then he looks at his healed one, and then he looks at the fresh one again. He's got matching gunshot <laughs> wounds on his arm. And then he laughs about it, and then she starts crying, and then he holds her, and that's their relationship. It's just, <laughs> like, a somber scene. It's so crazy. Yeah. Because she, we now understand she wanted this gun so she could kill herself. Yeah. Like, that's why she wants the gun. And then we go back to Ian and Monica, also so both so stable. He, he's watch. this might be the scene you were talking about. He's watching TV in the trailer while Monica fucks her boyfriend. And then he, like, no. looks around the trailer. It, no, they, um, it was, they're, like, en route to somewhere. They're, they're in the back of a truck and Monica I think is sitting up front talking to the trucker and Ian is just kind of like looking around at like the trucker has up like fairy lights oh, in the truck. I think that was, was the earlier part, right? That was yeah. on the way to the diner. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. But yeah, he's like investigating the trailer, like seeing the all the shit that's around. And then he walks out to the little shack outside of the trailer and sees, yeah, of course this man is cooking. Yeah, him. he's the cooker. Walter yeah. White moment. <laughs> Like, there was meth in Monica's purse. Of course this man is cooking meth. Yeah, of course the person she's dating is the drug dealer. Like, are you kidding me? Because if you're like, close your eyes and describe to me a guy that cooks and sells meth, you would describe this man. (laughs) Uh, Monica finds him outside and he's like, oh, I'm just, I'm looking at the stars. And he's like, hey, so was that meth in your purse? And she insists that her boyfriend's name is Walter, by the way. She's like, Walter takes care of me and I take care of him literally walter cooking meth shaking my head and yeah 
Cameron does this thing when Ian's in a bipolar spiral where his voice goes like up and He gets nasally. He gets like nasally. It gets like childish. He like he like makes his voice sound more innocent while he's like spiraling. It's like his Jerome know. voice. <laughs> it's a little bit like his Jerome voice, yeah. And this was around the same time he was doing that, so my, maybe it was instinctual. He was like, "Let me try this out on Ian." <laughs> yeah. Like, but like you get to, it's like he's like his voice goes up. It's like he's floating outside of his body. Like his feet are both clearly not on the ground. I don't know. It's just really interesting. It's a really cool thing he does. Uh, in. Ian and the boyfriend, like, the boyfriend comes outside and they start to fight. But Monica, like, kisses the boyfriend and simmers it down and sends him back inside. And Eve, she- look at me. Remember, this isn't yeah. you. <laughs> remember remember when we went to the beach? Literally, literally that. Like, hey, hey, it's fine. We're, bo- we're all tired. We've been Stop, we were on the me. road all day. Yeah. Look at me, babe. <laughs> babe, look at me. Babe, look at me. <laughs> and she tells Ian, I'm happy and people like us can be happy. If you find someone to love you, the uh, who loves you for who you are. Your boyfriend cooks meth. You don't have a leg to stand on. Literally. It's like, what if I smacked her in the face? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he need like, he needs her. He, she's his mom. And he hugs her. Because sometimes this boy just needs to hug his mom. Like, he's a mama's boy, for sure. The tragedy of Ian Gallagher, for real. Yeah. Ugh. He's such a mama's boy, especially because he's also... I would consider him the closest to Fiona at certain points. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah. her and Fiona and Lip were, like, partners. They, they like, he was the second oldest. They they had to raise the kids together. But, like, Ian was, like, the, the kid baby. Especially they had to raise. Especially also because, yeah. like, I don't, I know Ian has this whole thing where he, like, is, like, no, like, Frank's my dad, even though he's, like, not my dad. But it's, like think he feels that same like kinship to frank that the other ones do where yeah, they look at frank not. and they're like he's my like he is my father he's my biological father at the end of the day because ian can look at him and go like yeah You're he's not bitch. my dad <laughs> yeah like he ra- like he quote unquote raised me he was my dad but he's, he's not, not a- my dad yeah like if i want to be rid of him i could be which brother is yeah. his dad again uh clayton that's where yeah. ian's middle name comes from too oh, yeah ian yep. clayton gallagher yeah so Ian lays down in the grass and listens to Monica go back inside and, like, fight with her boyfriend. And he sees there's, like, a really upsetting shot of his phone ringing and he, like, looks at the background. And it's, like, it's that Ian and, or it's that that's Cam and fucking Noel, behind like, the selfie. scenes picture. Yeah. That was sick them, like, oh, the twisted. one that's, like, all tan or whatever. And it's, like, season three. No, it's them, like, three. making faces. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was, like, an Instagram filter on it or something. So it was, it was very Valencia filter. But, <laughs> Valencia. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, Mickey's calling, and he doesn't pick up. And, like, this is actually a nice transition out of the scene, because Ian doesn't pick up the phone. And then we go to Mickey holding the phone to his ear, because he's calling Ian. And, uh, like, that, like, he was calling Ian. That was his last resort. That was, like, his last resort. Like, pick up the phone now. Pick up the phone now. And And he didn't. And so he hangs up, and he puts the phone in his pocket, and he finds a guy sitting on a bench in a park, and he's like, let's go, Cupcake. He be cruising. He grabs the he grabs a little twink, and they go to hook up. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is <Santa>. interesting. <laughs> um, I think people theorize or something that, like, Mickey, like, t- taking on the dominant role also says something about his reluctance his to move on from Ian, because it's like- he did that in season 12. Oh, season 11 as well. Yeah, because he was like, he was like, I'll top, like, Byron or whatever. He's yeah, like, Byron. I'll top you. Like, obviously, you're, like, femme or whatever. Yeah. So it's just, like, it is it is kind of his reluctance to, like, move on from Yeah, Ian. like, he will only be emotionally and vulnerable like that with Ian. Like, Ian yeah. is the only one he, quote-unquote, lets in. Like, yeah. he, yeah. 
<laughs> saw what you did there. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say innuendo. It like, and then took a second. This... I had to process it. <laughs> I like was half listening. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's innuendo. And then I was going to make the scrubs joke in your endo. Like, and I just. <laughs> oh, you should have done it. <laughs> a twofer. Uh, back at home, Fiona is finally telling her husband about her two brothers that were arrested and the bipolar diagnosis and the pregnancy. She's finally filling her husband in. Yeah. On what Maybe the fuck is time. going on with her family. Right. Well, and then he's like. Oh my god, like... He's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, oh, I didn't want to bother you on the road. He's like, I'm your husband. I would like to know these informa- this information. Yeah, seriously. Well, and she thanks him for coming over because she was having a meltdown. And he goes, that's what friends are for. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Fucking stake in the heart. And she's like, are we... Is that what we are? We're friends? Were they ever friends? That's the yeah. thing is that it's like they went straight to like being in a relationship and even like straight into being married. So it's like, were you ever friends? Yeah. Did it you ever develop that friendship alongside your romantic relationship? I don't think so. They and just then he fucked. Asked, and then he he's so selfish too. He asked her to come home, meaning his place, as if this house doesn't only have a pregnant 14-year-old and a toddler in it right now. Like, wh- what are we talking about, Gus? Yeah. And she's like, well, stay over. And he says, well, your bed sucks. And she goes, I don't have any, haven't had any complaints before. And he's like, hey, maybe don't remind me how many guys have been in your bed. Uh- Girl. Gus, back it the fuck up. Or be so fucking for real right now. Like, no, for real. But it's also like, <sighs> is it bad that I think he was kind of funny for that? <laughs> no, it's Ugh. so good. But like... Like, it's so bad. But it's also like, he did She has her. children she's legally obligated to take care of. You come to this house. Like... Oh, I... Yeah, I more meant it as like a dig of like, you're a cheater. Like... Yeah. Cheater, yeah. cheater. Like, I was like... Because I was like, yeah, she's a cheater. <laughs> like... And she's like, he says that the kids shouldn't get too comfortable with him being around because she hasn't decided if she wants to be with him. Like, he tells her that. He's like, you haven't decided yet if you want me to stick around. But yeah, like, Gus tells Fiona, you haven't decided if you want to be with me. And like, girl, she's decided. She has, she's decided. She she's likes not saying Sean. It. She yeah. likes Sean. Uh, meanwhile, in Mexico, Bianca is moaning in the sand because her pain is back. Because she has cancer and is dying. And Frank's like, I'm going to go get you your pain pills and some beer to wash it down with. And like I said, for all of his faults, he takes care of his women. Uh, He gives her the pills and the gun was sitting next to her. He takes it away from her. And then she admits she couldn't do it and she was too afraid. And she like lays on his chest and he holds her while they're on the beach. And she thanks him for making her happy. She's like, you let me be happy. And, and I... And I'm really thankful for that. And like, damn, shit, damn, like, damn it. I, I kind of really love them. I don't know if I really liked the idea of them together, but I did really enjoy her and their scenes together. And in the morning, Fiona wakes Debbie up and asks, are you sure you're pregnant? And Debbie says she wants to have the baby. And she's like, you are just a kid if you are willing to make a decision that will ruin the rest of your life with the guy you barely know. And Debbie for her to be fair says you married a guy you barely know that was kind of slay of her she does got some good one-liners in this episode she got she you're not in the you're in the wrong but just not about that like (laughs) and fiona's like please do not do this please do not have a baby and debbie's like go fuck yourself like you don't get to make decisions for me in the ball house v is waking kev up in a schoolgirl outfit first of all girl you look hot as hell you look so good 
Um, oh, we haven't talked about the cast, like, current projects. We'll have to discuss that at the end. Um, she's like, what, isn't this what the slutty co-eds wore? And he's like, I don't know, some of them wore jeans. Some of them had sweatpants on. What? What? You asked! And she gets <laughs> mad and storms out. But yeah, she gets mad and storms out, which wakes the babies up. And, like, she's in the bathroom, lock the door. And he's like, V, let me in. And she's like, the babies are crying, Kev. Go to the babies. I know you want to be with the babies. Go pick up the crying babies. They could be dying. Who knows? And he stands there and says no i i want you to come out and talk to me she's like go to the babies and he sits down and then she opens the door she's like god damn it kev and she sees that he was standing there waiting for her instead of running to the baby's side so that they could go and comfort them together which is what she always wanted why wasn't he just like come with me like any of these other times because he's such a helicopter parent but it's like but also V was, like, not interested. Yeah. But, like, that that was, like, that clicked. That snapped everything. She's, like, like yes, they do need to take care of the kids, but they can wait for a minute. For, like, and, and it's also, like, they can do it together. Yeah. They can wait until Kevin V can look each other in the eyes and go, like, okay, let's go. <laughs> They're hugging. And she goes, damn, they can scream. <laughs> Back in Mexico, uh, Bianca, this is, like, a gorgeous golden hour yeah. moment. Like, I can't tell if it's, like, sunset or sunrise, but it's, like only the beach and like her back profile yeah she takes off her like sheer dress cover-up thing and goes down to the water and walks into the ocean and dives and disappears like we hang on the ocean for a minute she never resurfaces and that's that's a wrap on bianca that shot was always so crazy to me well because i was like like in a good way but i was also just like did she just like know that she was about to die well she wanted to do it herself like she wanted to, she didn't want cancer but like, to be the way that killed her. True, but also drowning yourself is really fucking hard. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe she maybe took she all. Took some of yeah, those I was gonna say maybe she yeah. took all the pain probably, meds, probably, drank a little and bit, just like fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. But oh, pull that's a Kendall so sad. Roy. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's a gorgeous scene. It's really good, and like. What could have been a stupid waste of time storyline was actually a beautiful contribution to the end of the season. Yeah. Like- no, seriously, very poignant. Um, and even I would go as far as saying like what they do with the aftermath is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like where where Frank goes after. Mm-hmm. It's interesting until he gets a little stupid. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly Which is, that is the thesis of this show i isn't just it? love like it's also just it's also just a byproduct of frank like it's like it's it's just frank it's so yeah. funny they're just like fuck you frank like he's like i yeah. love you and ian's like kill yourself he like goes go on away. a whole like hippie like um like buddhism type thing awakening yeah. and like yeah. starts to like try to redeem himself next season but yeah. like that's the pitch of Shameless, isn't it? It's interesting until it gets a little stupid. Yeah. <laughs> until it gets a little dumb. They let the joke ride a little yeah, too long. Like this yeah. was so beautiful the way of like how much he like prioritized her and kind of like even though everyone's always on the back burner, they've been more on the back burner in his life than ever. And then for that just to be for him to show all his love and gratitude to them next season, I'm like, shut up. Frank would not yeah. do that. He's not give a fuck about his family. So yeah, that like Bianca goes to the ocean and we we don't see her again. And we go to Fiona in the morning. Again, golden, beautiful, gorgeous lighting, gray Chicago. Like, stark contrast. Uh, Fiona goes to Gus's place in the, like, cold early morning hours. And someone from his band, it's not the guy she tried to hook up with, it's, it's somebody in the band, is sitting in Gus's Some apartment. fucking rando. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. This scene kind of pisses me off. I have some thoughts about it after, but yeah. go ahead. He's sitting in Gus's apartment. He's, like, jamming by himself. 
And she's like, oh, I brought him coffee. And he's like, hey, if you don't love Gus, you have to leave because he won't. He's too nice. He'll try. Uh, but you're not nice. <laughs> so you have to leave. Read her. That's that is like kind of that makes me like mad on Gus's behalf because I'm like, Gus doesn't respect himself enough to cut off this relationship then. Yeah. Is what I hear. Yeah. Is I'm like, Gus knows that Fiona doesn't love him and yet will pour himself out anyway to her or just like fall at her knees kind yeah. of when he knows it's not going to work. It's like, girl, stand up. Remember who you are. <laughs> like, yeah. You're, she is not, you are not worth this. It's like, you don't actually have to stick to a commitment that you made after knowing her for three days. Like, you, you can call it a bad pancake. Like, just, it's a bad first marriage and move on. Don't torture each other like this. Uh, but Frank wakes up in Mexico. He like, it's like, kind of cool. We, we just kind of stay in the hut. And he gets up and he goes just outside the front door and he pisses off the front porch. And then he comes back in and there's two notes next to the beer and the pills. One says, Frank, please give this to my family. Let's be real. That note is never getting to her family. Nope. And the next, yeah, the one next to the pill says, there's nine left. Enjoy. I don't think I ever saw that part with the second note. I don't think I ever caught that. Yeah, she's like, here's a gift from me to you. I don't need him anymore. Go nuts. Not, there's nine left. That's her yeah. present to him. Doesn't he like just immediately take one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. He sees the note. And he's like, knows what that means. And he checks for the gun and it's still there. And so he runs down to the water and he sees her clothes and he starts like screaming for her. And then when he sinks to his knees in the sand, he goes, not today. Like, oh, Bill, Damn. what the fuck? Also, I love this note afterwards. <laughs> no, uh, I was right. I thought that was so funny. I was like, that's so real. Like, of course. <laughs> the note says... The note says, in case Lena hasn't already said it by this point, let's go ahead and say Mexico looks good on Bill Macy. He keeps it tight for 60. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Too real, too real. Yeah. He does. He looks good. Yeah, he does. He's Yeah, I believe that he's 50 in this. He's He keeps it tight. Like I said, William H. Macy's like, I'm tired of being dirty and grimy and cold all the time. I want to be showered and on a beach. beach like, yeah. Uh, back to college. Lip walks into, I think, the library? And Amanda is there waiting for him, pissed that he, like, while she was in his dorm last night, she went to microwave pizza and he just fucking left. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you ditched me. And then she decks him right in the fucking face and yells at him for making her fall in love with him. And he's like, I didn't make you do anything. She's like, you're just you. And like, and then she has like the stupidest fucking backpack on too. Remember? It's like a very like, it's like Hello Kitty or something, yeah, right? It's like some yeah. like pink fucking just like, oh my God, it looks like a kindergartner backpack. I respect her. I don't care. I respect I just, her. I'm like, girl, for you to cause such commotion and stop out with that backpack on your back, shut up. <laughs> But also love- this this next part is so funny is literally a Tumblr post moment. But like this moment with him of her like, fuck you for making me fall in love with you and him going like, I didn't do anything. That's just the internet and the bear. Like, <laughs> fuck you. He's like, I'm just existing. I don't know I'm what you, I, don't, I didn't do anything wrong. Um, and she storms at the library. The whole library claps. Everybody's just clapping because it was because that was funny. No, seriously, Tumblr post moment. And then everyone clapped. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like some fucking like improv scene or something like that. No, I think they just liked the drama. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you I, like that was a cool thing about college, like sitting in the, the cafeteria. Every once in a while, somebody would get a little loud. You'd be like, oh, what's going on over there? Let's just watch for a minute. <laughs> 
um, at the diner, Fiona comes in before open, still super early in the morning. She comes in before open and asks Sean, like, point blank, what's going on with them? And he's like, you're married. And she's like, I think you're in love with me. Or she's like, no, I think I'm in love with you. And I think you're in love with me too. And he says he doesn't want to be the guy sleeping with the nice guy's wife. And that if she and Gus split, it can't be because of him. And then she kisses him. Well, it's like, no, they split because they got married after a week. Yeah. (laughs) And she already cheated. It had nothing to do with you, dude. John was just They're they're splitting because she cheated with Jimmy. Yeah. But that's the thing, too, is that I'm like, to be honest, like, Sean. Yeah. You know that she cheated on her husband. Yeah. How do you know she's not going to cheat on you? I know, he's seen her be like, so Like, messy. she doesn't, but it's like, how do you know? Like, yeah. she's you know? been so messy with two men she he has witnessed, and he's like, In let me snatch him, that yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he's a chaos junkie. Know, and then, comes to her, then she comes to him for advice, and he gives it to her. And she so. kisses him, and he kisses her back. Like, he kisses her back. Ugh. She got to keep then... those lips closed. Both of them. <laughs> Until... Sorry. They kiss in, until someone from the staff knocks on the door. Worth noting that when we pull away to, like, the shot of Fiona, there's cooks just in the kitchen. Like, people saw that. Like, people heard that. That is people so saw funny. That. <laughs> like, are you serious? I'm so dumb. You work here. And Have she, some decency. <laughs> but she tells Sean, you make me happy. And I'm happy when I'm around you. And he's like, happiness is fucking overrated. And then he opens the door and lets the staff in. Like, Jesus. Oh my god, that line was biting though when he's like, "Grow up, Fiona." It's like, oh, yeah, damn. real. <laughs> and like, that's the enduring theme of this episode. Like, Monica is happy with Walter. Frank made Bianca happy. Debbie is happy with Derek and Fetus. And Fiona is happy around Sean. Like the pattern of reckless sex and destructive happiness. Not subtle. Not subtle. Right. It's like what makes you happy will fucking get you. Yep. Like happiness can't like, like that brief moment can't sustain you. Right. Uh, but then... Speaking of things that can't sustain, I am... Well, it's also like, but then the, like, one couple that denies themselves happiness time and time again is yeah. the one that endures. This... So, I think I... Let's just talk about this. So, here's the thing with this scene. So, for the... In- I don't know if you were, like, on Twitter watching it, Mm-mm. like, the whole time. I so, don't think I was on Twitter. I think I was on Tumblr. So, while time. this episode was airing, the cast, like, they typically every episode did, like, hey, let's live tweet. And, like, it's usually one or two of them. During the finale, it was everybody. It was everybody from the cast was actively live tweeting about every joke, every line, everything. The whole time. Until this scene. Because They were like, scene, sorry. <laughs> because They were like, scene, we know they're not gonna like no, that no, one. <laughs> they did not know this scene was going to happen. This scene was rewritten and reshot. Only oh, Cam and yes. Noel knew this scene was going to happen. Holy shit. Because... Didn't yes, be- didn't they film a different ending because yes, it was they filmed it, a different it was ending. up in the air about Noel's schedule with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? It wasn't the schedule, it was money. It was him wanting money. to be a regular. It's it was him wanting to be a regular and him wanting to be paid like a regular. And they said, Go fuck yourself. And so and he like, was like, Okay, I will leave then. <laughs> yeah. And do you know who told us that there was a different scene written, that he knew there was a different scene written? J. Michael Troutman. <laughs> he, was, he was the guy. He's so funny for that because it's also like, girl, how do you know? Yeah. But you like, were not in Jay- the episode. Like, <laughs> Iggy. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that is so funny because it's like, how do you know? Yeah. But like, you know, and just like. Chat just being like, dude, I can't believe this. Beeping. Except like Noel's notorious for not being a good texture. <laughs> 
But like just like in the season four finale, when like Jimmy pulls up in the in the credit scene oh, and everybody yeah. on the cast is like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Like they had no idea. This they went dead silent and nobody they just never addressed it. None of them ever addressed it. They were it. like, um Yeah. <laughs> They just said, damn, I guess we're not going to see Noel anytime soon. No, literally, they were like, really good episode, guys. Like, what do you think about that one? And that's because this is the same thing that happened with, with, like, Destiel. Like, you could clearly see the moment when the script changed. Like, like, all season, and even this whole episode, it was building up to, like... It was building up to a Ian was watching Monica run away, and, like, he wanted to get away from his life, and he was following Monica. He's like, let's go. She understands me. Let's go be happy. Oh, shit. The things that she does is actually really destructive. And I can't live like this. And it was all leading back to him coming back and, like, starting a healthy life with Mickey and, like, understanding that he had made mistakes. And instead, they went even more destructive with it. Well, and that's why it was so weirdly abrupt when season six started and Ian was, like, on his meds when this whole beef was about Ian being like, I'm not... I'm not going to be medicated. Like, I'm not going to do that. And then season six started and suddenly he's like on his meds, doesn't really have a problem with that. Yeah. More so he's just frustrated with the fact that treatment isn't like progressing how he wanted it to be. But there's no thought of like, oh, I'm going to stop treatment. You know, like this literally came out of no, it made no sense with the trajectory of the season. It made no sense with the trajectory of the episode. It came out of nowhere. And it was being on Twitter that night was insane because everybody in the fandom is like they all just shut up they all just stop talking what the fuck is going on that is so funny john (laughs) wells is probably john wells was probably like that scene in mean girls when regina george is watching everybody freak out in the hallway (laughs) like it was oh my god it was batshit crazy because even the scene at the end of this hold on let's get to it okay it was so stupid it was the whole thing was like shoehorned it was dumb but like mickey's phone rings it's ian and he answers, the fuck are you? And then he runs to the Gallagher house the same way uh, that Ian ran to the Milkovich house when Monica came back for the first time. They shot it the same. It's like, yeah. ugh. The way God. they swing around the gate up to this front porch, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Like, I, I talked talk about the Twitter stuff. Ian tells Mickey that he's been with Monica. He hates the meds. And are you going to want to be with me if I don't take him? And, me, and Mickey's like, you act fucking crazy when you don't take them. Like, you need to take them. Right? He's like, it's not about me. It's about you. Yeah. Like, you almost like, took your sister's head off with a bat. Like, I don't know what you want from me. He's like, I can handle it. I can do whatever. But, like, you are hurting yourself. Yeah. And then Mickey's Ian says, you used to love me. Now you don't even know who I am. I don't know who I am half the time. This is the whole script of the scene. And Mickey says, you don't... Or he says... To, to Mickey, you don't owe me anything. And then for the first time to his face, Mickey says, I love you. That's like, he said it on the phone. This is the first time he ever says it to his face. Is in this scene. He says, I love you. <laughs> the way you said it, stop. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> uh, no, his like voice stop. breaks. It's like, I he he really you. does put yeah. like serious emphasis on that. His eyebrows go up. He's like, sh- his like voice is like shaky. It's like intense. Yeah. And then Ian asks, what the hell does that even mean? And Mickey says, it means we take care of each other. Ian says, I don't want you sitting around worrying, watching me, waiting for me to do my next crazy shit. And Mickey just barrels on and says, it means thick and thin, good times, bad, sickness, health, all that shit. And Ian asks, are you going to marry me? We're going to go down to the courthouse in some tuxes like a couple of queens. 
And Mickey's like, like, he said that to hurt Mickey. And Mickey goes, fuck you. And Ian says, no, thanks. I already done that. Like, oh, God. Not even funny. Not even a good comeback, didn't to be laugh, honest. Didn't laugh. I'm getting like, I'm getting like war flashbacks from this right yeah. now. But it's also like, season three, Ian would have eaten that up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Season, season asks, four, Ian would have eaten that up. He would have been like, so you want to marry me? Like, okay. <laughs> like, where's the ring on my yeah. finger? Where's my ring, girl? Mickey asks, the hell is wrong with you? And Ian says, too much. Too much is wrong with me. That's the problem, isn't it? Too much is wrong with me and you can't do anything about it. You can't change it. You can't fix me because I'm not broken. I don't need to be fixed, okay? I'm me. And then it's dead silent. And then Mickey goes, this is it. This is you breaking up with me. Like, fuck. And like, even when he said, like, even in that conversation, the first time I was watching the scene, when he said that, I was like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Oh, yeah, that that was a that was a hard line to have to spit out. The whole Ian ran about like, you can't fix me. I'm not broken. I kind of have to roll my eyes a little. Like, I just know, like, even if that line was in the original scene, I just know there was a killer response from Mickey. I just know there was a speech. I know there was an Emmy worthy speech in there. Well, he was probably just like. I mean, because it's like so, so yeah, am I. Ian spent this like, whole like past we have couple two of episodes fucked up crazy families. Like, come on, he's been trying not to have this pity party thrown for him this entire goddamn season, and for him just to be like, "Well, I'm broken. Nobody wants me." Like, no, bro. Everyone actively this entire time has been supporting you and looking out for you for you just to turn right, your well, back then it's, on it all. Then they they do stay true to that later when they're like having their fight before they get engaged. Where he's like, he's like, I like, why do you love me? Like, I don't, I'm up, I'm down, like, whatever. And Mickey's like, but this, but this is when it's like the right response where he's like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Like, yeah. all the shit I've done for you and you really are yeah. like questioning that. Yeah. That was the response that probably was supposed to go here. Yeah. And even, but even this, like, the you can't fix me because I'm not broken. I don't need to be fixed. It doesn't make sense with the trajectory no, it doesn't of this make episode because he it watched Monica say those things to him and then be a meth dealer with her like twenty year old boyfriend like and you saw that that was a fucked up situation and that's why you left. Yeah. So I don't understand. Well, it's I also don't understand. Like, you know that he was never trying to like fix you. He's just as fucked up. Like it's it, that's the whole thing is that it's like you are both fucked up and they were fucked up together. But it's like it's just like. You know that that's not ever what your dynamic was. Yeah. So to say it is just like, right. This scene is why watching the Supernatural finale made me feel like a fandom elder. Because I was like, ah, yes, I've seen Literally, I was like, I was like, this doesn't even phase me, bitch. (laughs) Like, I can only sit back and laugh. (laughs) I've seen this stupid bullshit writing before. Uh, And they break up. And then out of stage fucking left comes Sammy screaming with a fucking gun in her hand she's Ian not goes, funny for that i'm sorry where'd she now get the that gun I've from? Distance from the event when she's talking she's like mickey <laughs> yeah because even mickey's like oh my god she's got a gun like well it's hilarious she literally she's in the same outfit as she was when they put her in that box so she literally got out of the box and just went to get a gun she didn't even stop and then inside fiona and v like fiona and v are in the kitchen fiona goes you think i'm a bad person and then gunshot like <laughs> right it's like yeah <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> and they go outside and Sammy is chasing Mickey, who was just dumped by the love of his life with a fucking gun while she's taking shots at him. And Fiona and V come outside to Ian and Fiona's like, oh my God, Ian. <laughs> and then she's like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, oh, Mickey tried to kill Sammy. Sammy's trying to kill Mickey. Something about her being in a box for a week. And like, 
even that, even him coming back to the backyard and like acting like that around them doesn't make sense with what just happened up front. Mm-mm. Doesn't like, make any sense, any sense at all. And it's just like the ending. Okay. The ending here feels so like abrupt where in past seasons, the ending has always been kind of a slow fade out because they always had that mentality of like, just in case we don't get picked up again or something. Yeah. There was always some sort of resolution, or at least the episode felt like a like a finale, like an ending. It didn't feel like it was leading to something else. Yeah. This feels so abrupt. Mm-hmm. Like, literally just cut to black. Yeah. No fade out. Cut to black. Why? Yeah. Debbie giggling over her, like, positive pregnancy test, and then Yeah, like it. I said, they go, we go inside where Debbie is taking a pregnancy test, and she goes, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Because she's pregnant. And then cut to credits. And then there's a couple, like, instances of after credit scene. There, It's Ian and Lip in the van in the backyard. Lip says, I think I'm falling in love with my professor. And then Frank comes home, takes a hit off their joint, and goes, she's gone, boys. She's gone. How the fuck did he get back? <laughs> right? oh, don't they start Don't they start laughing? <laughs> don't yeah. they start laughing at him? That's funny. No, that's really good. And then to Juvie, where Carl and Chucky go head to have in Juvie with their respective gangs. And then that's it. And the credit song is Going Out Fighting by Minutes Till Midnight. It is kind of also a slap in the face that they really tried to, like, sneak that comedy in there at the end. Yeah. Yep. Because I don't feel like they've tried to do that in past finales either. Like, they've never tried to crack a joke as the last scene. Yeah. But again, this was a season, maybe maybe season four was the first season where they were comedy. But, like, this is a season where they were labeled as a comedy. And it was, like, it was without a doubt, hell. the darkest season they have ever had. Like, that Bianca storyline was fucking terrifying. Oh, my God. When she, like, tried to kill herself. The ball to my septum just fell on the ground. So no. I'm looking for it, by the way. But I'm still listening. To, listening. But, like, that's that's the finale. Oh, no. <laughs> and with that, the last full season that I ever watched until season 10. Damn. Literally everyone booed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I actually do want to see what the IMDb rating is. But, like, that's... It's, I checked it's actually pretty high. But, like, that's how upsetting Probably this was. Probably because it was dramatic. As a fan, that's how upsetting this episode was to watch. Because I was obsessed with this show, wrote a thesis about this show, would talk to everybody who would listen to me about the show. I didn't watch a full season for five years after this. It has an 8.2 out of 10. But let's see that in comparison to the other episodes this but season. But, like, be- except for the end, it's a The Shameless Finale having a 6.5 is so funny. <laughs> Like the like the series finale. Oh my god! Because the series okay. finale wasn't even a good episode. Like except for the end of this episode, it was a good episode. You floated so away on a bar stool. You calling that a good ending? It is the, it is the lowest rated episode of the season. This one, probably of the series. No, 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 no. This finale, the season five finale, is the lowest rated episode of the season. Everything else has an eight point three or above. The highest rated episode is Crazy Love with a 9.1. Yeah. What, it's a what great rating does this episode have? 8.2. Everything else has an... The first two episodes have 8.3s, but that's because, like, we were just starting. Everything else sits, like, comfortably above 8.6. Like, 8.5 and above. Yeah. And then the because- highest rated episode is... Crazy love 9.1. Yeah, because season five had bangers. Like, banger after banger after banger. Banger after banger after banger. This is also in comparison with the season four finale of Lazarus has a 9.4 rating on IMDb. Jesus. So it's like 
girls. Like, like we like we flopped on that one. Let's. I'm so curious. I'm looking at the other ones now. Season six finale has an eight point nine. It was really fucking good. Season six finale. Okay. Season seven finale has a nine point two. Jesus. And honestly, not uh the episode before the penultimate episode was more dramatic. Um, the season seven finale, the Mexico one. Yes, but but episode eleven is when Ian leaves Mexico. Got it. Got it. Got it. Season eight finale. Also has an 8.2, but that's mm-hmm. when the show really started to go downhill for me. Yeah. Um, Nine has a 9.0, but that's Fiona's departure. Yeah. What does 10 have? Because that's Galovich. 8.9. Ooh. And then 11 has the 6.5. That's so fucking sad. Oh, God. And it was, it was terrible. Remember when, remember when he this. floated up to the sky and he was a ghost? And, like, the man who directed this directed that. Like. <laughs> Goddamn. I, I don't know what else to say about this. I, like. It, I like, hate like I Shameless. Said, I got the same feeling watching the ep- season uh, 15, episode 19 of Supernatural that I get watching this episode. There's a certain point where, like, and that's when you made a change in the script. And that's when different choices started to get made and you started rewriting stuff. Like, you can feel it. Yeah. The energy shifts. Making Mickey wear that wig is like me getting stabbed by that iron peg mm. in the wall like Dean did. Literally, Dean dying on that piece of rebar. Yeah, God. Mickey having to wear drag is my Dean death. And still looking kind of slaying, but... No, Mickey right. looked good. It was, it, it was really just like a cheap... I feel like... Because it's like there's nothing... There's nothing embarrassing about like putting him in drag or whatever, but the fact that they did it within that context is like really, really yeah, just kind like, of a cheap, sh- though cheap I will shot. Say, I will say the wig that he puts on still better than the one that Jarpiss is wearing in the Supernatural finale. Stop the gray Ew. one. Not that wig. Stop. You're making me laugh. Did Jared get canceled again? <laughs> yeah, he's a Probably. fucking worst. <laughs> That's dude. So it's like every couple weeks. Yeah. They did JibCon, which is run by the girl that wants to fuck them, uh, Daniela, who doesn't invite women to the convention. Oh, yes. And for a while, just, didn't invite their just wives. Justin Bellow. What? Justin Bellow. Justin Bellow. JibCon. Yeah. Oh, it's, and it's run by this girl, Daniela, that uh, doesn't like their wives to be there. And then she was getting the smoke this weekend about, like, hey, you didn't invite a single fucking woman from the cast. And so they, like, last minute added autos with Jared's wife. And she like cl- she was in she was, two like, episodes. We don't yeah. care. Very she was weird. like clearly wearing like his pants. Like had not packed clothes for a convention because this was such a last minute. Oh shit! They pointed out that I didn't invite any women because she wants to fuck Jensen and Jared. Like she she believes she will fuck Jensen and Jared. She's crazy. Well, it's also like, girl, move on, move on. It's been ten <laughs> years. Come on. Yeah. But any hoozles, I'm upset about this. I hate this this episode. Next season is entertaining. Well, here's the thing is I didn't hate the episode. Like, it's a good episode. Yeah. With a bullshit ending. Yeah. Right. It's literally just the ending that brings it down. I I also did look at every finale. It is the, it it is tied with season two as the lowest rated finale. What was season two's finale? Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Not season two. Season Eight was that the one that was eight point two? Yeah, it's tied with season eight as the lowest rated finale. What happened? Season two's finale is is Ian joining the army. That's the end of season two. No, 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 no. That's three. No, season season... two's finale. Oh, right. Yeah. Season two is Monica in the hospital. That has an eight point eight. That's not. Yeah. I am curious of what the lowest rated episode 
other than the finale is like in the whole season like does or in the whole series does anything have like a seven yeah a couple of them have seven <laughs> yeah season in, 10 has yeah a, has lots of seven <laughs> season of 10 does, does not have a lot of great episodes season nine has a couple sevens um like the fact i don't know why they never pivoted back to being a drama i don't know if it's because they didn't want to compete with game of thrones or or something i don't know it doesn't even matter because they didn't even win any comedy emmys anyway yeah like it's like you guys know that you're not gonna joan is the only person from the show to ever win an emmy they literally just it's it wasn't even like like the comedy shift was so abrupt too that they made it look cheap yeah Yeah. like the way they filmed it then started making it not look like a showtime like crown jewel show because that was like one of showtime's like most promoted shows yeah Oh, speaking of shows uh, that have great ratings, it's the, like, press embargo on The Bear It has been lifted. It just lifted. It yep. just lifted. And, you know, the the lack of scathing, oh, my God, season two flop reviews is astounding. Like, this is going to be an Emmy fucking season. This is going to be a, a batshit crazy, What do you like, mean? What was that term you meant that it was released or whatever so so like the the press gets to see the episodes early oh yes but they're not allowed to release their articles until a certain point before like the it's release like a couple days before the premiere because they they bring hype gotcha. to the premiere and that is normally when like if something sucks like of that's when you. the embargo like, gets lifted know. that's when it happens that hasn't happened which means it's going to be a great fucking season i'm so excited i saw i watched the jennifer coolidge um jeremy uh video that was the awesome. actors on actors um and i i saw they were talking a little bit about what this next season will entail and i'm i he did say something that kind of stuck out to me is that we did notice in the promo that there seems like he is like meeting up with someone that he might have had a past relationship with or whatever but he says in the interview i don't know if it was like picked up on but he was like yeah he tries it but it doesn't really work out that well so at least we know we're not going to be bombarded with this like carmy girlfriend huge annoying storyline this season because i yeah because yeah. i love I'm the show hoping... being versed in what happens in the kitchen not what happens outside of the kitchen yeah. i agree the only like possible relationship that i think i would accept would be uh sydney and carmy yeah i don't want that <laughs> i'm sorry yeah <laughs> Agree. Uh, we agree to disagree. That's <laughs> the thing is, is I'm like, I wouldn't say I want it, but if something has to happen, I would, would like it to, to be the two of them. Yes. I do like the concept, like in a show that is like about rebuilding yourself of like an old girlfriend coming back to me. Like, I knew you then. Let's let's meet you now. Like of, of at least the character getting to see the contrast in themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, am I the person that you knew back in the day? Have I changed yeah. for the better? Mm-hmm. For the I like I like that dynamic with that kind of relationship. I mean, it was. It is just interesting that they have that, considering that Carmi does say himself in that like monologue that he like never had. He never had girlfriend. Like never dated. Yeah. Didn't have time for mm-hmm. anything except cooking. So it's yeah. like, because she could have been like the girl that got away, like the high school crush, the the girl, sh- the girl he never like went after. That they were always like maybe they were always dancing around each other, something like that. But I oh Shinola also has her show coming out soon, right? Yeah, the one we all thought was dead in the water. Yeah, um, because I saw the promo. Well, because it's got Mark Paul Gossler in it, and he's like network TV king. But no, because like I did see the promo picture for that, and I posted it on Twitter, and I was like, "Motherquake, <laughs> nine nine point nine on the country scale." <laughs> like, on the country scale, because she looks so good. 
I do think Steve's show got canceled, right? It did. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a yeah. shit ton of shows got canceled. Well, dude, also the CW. Of the writers yeah. The CW purged everything and are investing in a already produced and complete show about Jesus. Because they what they they kill. Okay, stealing the righteous gemstones fire. No, like, no, no, it's like it's like a it's like a man who plays Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they killed. I know Walker I heard ended, but they had like the Walker like prequel. Independence got killed. Uh, so I Winchester's think, is I, done for already. Winchester's, Winchester's is, is done. done. Gotham Knights Gotham is Knights done. Is done. Oh, poor uh, they literally canceled everything except Walker, and that's for an abbreviated final season. That's stupid. And, oh, they kept the Superman show. They kept the Superman show, but they fired seven of the lead characters. Isn't the CW bankrupt? Wasn't that something going around a while ago? It's It got purchased by a super right-wing Christian conservative company. Uh, so that's why it's going to be golf and shows about Jesus now. Real. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know. Whose line is it anyway growing up? And now I have to watch a Jesus <laughs> show. I'm think well, HBO owns Whose Line now. Oh, good. But I'm thinking that whatever the stuff that was on the CW is gonna move to like kind of, like like the type of shows. I think it's gonna move to like freeform now. Like ABC Freeform. Yeah. Mm. Well, also HBO owns Doom Patrol, which is in the same universe as like all of like the Arrowverse. Um, so it's because it's all DC it... stuff, right? Because they have Peace pay, Peacemaker too. Yeah. So yeah. like, unless the CW had like a contract that said it can't move, like Batgirl could find a new life. Like the HBO is kind of stumbling though. Yeah. They don't really know what to do without without their like prestige dramas. And this Sam Levinson show is really flopping. Oh, the idol. And they've also been like quietly deleting a lot of their catalog, especially animation, just like taking it off streaming. So they're stumbling, especially with this. This move to like being called Max is now just ridiculous. They also they also sort of ignited fire in the like with the writer strike going on when they moved to Max. They listed directors and writers and everybody and the showrunners all as creators just yeah, like yeah I show. and the dga and, was like, like what the yeah. fuck is that well because they might also well the, actually they renegotiated right before the writers did they so haven't I don't... uh like signed the contract yet they're still like voting to whether or not so signed. they could still go on strike they could it's not likely at this point but it that it might only pass by the thinnest of margins that could still put a fire under the wga and the sga is gonna strike like they're good. The SAG SAG after? Yeah. That's that's what was my next question was if they're going to strike. Yeah. yeah. I I see that. Yeah. Cuz like they, they well, voted with they voted on whether or not they would strike and it was like a 98% yes, we would. Lots of actors are going to start podcasts then. Yep. But until And the, and the, this is important is going to go on tour probably. Woohoo! When I pull the- up to the show and sit in the front row. What we then? got Shinola's new show soon, I think. And mm-hmm. then we've got The Bear. So excited. Cameron's then, just thriving off of his video game that came out a couple months ago. And good for Yeah, him. it's actually doing really yeah, well. No, it's, yeah. Dude, I, the fan base for it is awesome. Star Wars is They're die really hard. strong for him. Except and Mandalorian his, fell off quick, but like the game. His fan base that, is that good. Fucking commercial with him and mark hamill always shows up for my youtube videos and it's so, so good. funny and so good so I good just, i just know that he 
found out he was going to do that with Mark Hamill. He's like, no, no, but I'm in a Star Wars thing and I was the Joker. So what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that I'm going to meet Mark Hamill? Like, I just know he was geeked. I, I feel it in my bones. <laughs> He's like, can we, like, get coffee or something? Can we hang yeah. out? Um, yeah, I could see him. See, I, I do really love that he got this, like, I love that we're just, like, talking forever now. But, yeah. well, because no one has to pee. Um, I do I do. have to pee. That's so true. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll wrap it up a little quick. I do love that he got this, like, video game job because I feel like stunting and, like, like very physical, like, it. work that you have to commit to, I feel like he's always been into. He, it yeah. feels like he... Like, he loves a role where he has to, like, get in shape or, like... He gets more into character because he's physically doing what the character's doing versus just, like... Uh-huh, yeah, I, I feel like Here's he loves committing long term to a project. Yeah, so good for him. I'm glad that he gets to do this because yeah, he did all like the motion cap for this fucking video Mo-cap, game. Mocap, which means he had vo- to he had to do some of the stunts, and then he also and, did. Like, um, I was gonna say the vocals, the freaking voiceover. Yeah, I mean, learn how to use the lightsaber and all that stuff. Like it's just, yeah. He also is not stupid and likes money, and Star Wars is money, money, baby. Oh, Star Wars is money. I also, wait, in that, like, uh, Jeremy Allen White uh, thing, the interview, he said something about walking around Chicago and people yell, yes, chef, at him. And I was like, I love that he's getting this recognition for the bear. He was also on a hit television show for a decade, also set in Chicago. Like, people are acting like this is his first big thing. Like, he wasn't one of the leads. Yeah, on but what can, you, what can you yell at him years. that's lip related? Like, no, but like, no, I just mean like the general media being like, oh my God, Jeremy Allen oh. White is a big star. I'm like, yeah, he led Shameless for like many years. He carried that show. Yeah, yeah. Him, him and Emmy like carried <laughs> that show. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was like, it's it just makes me crazy when people are like, oh my god, the guy from the bear. I'm like, it's that's Lip Gallagher. I don't. I did. <laughs> I did love the tweets that were like, Jeremy Allen White, a native New Yorker, when he's asked to play a Chicagoan, and it's the video of it's like, mm, I'm about to eat it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we've giggled it out because that episode made me sad. Um, now I'm hungry and I have to pee and yeah. I'm going to just commiserate about the <laughs> fucking finale. And then, oh, God, next season's going to be I'm so excited for you, Amanda. Yeah, I'm pumped. Oh, my God. We're going on like two hours now. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, editing, Amanda. Our longest Amanda. one in a while. A longest one in this a while. This is our 45-minute episode and we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that was quick. Uh, happy Pride Month, everybody. Uh, uh, we love you all. a long episode. I know we only do like one episode a month now, but. We literally started recording season five a year ago. Um, um, that's crazy. Shut series. the fuck up. No, we did it. Sorry. Who said that? Uh, <laughs> Dude, we literally, yeah, literally one yeah. episode a month. <laughs> but then but then I think about how much stuff I've done this past year and I'm like, yeah. yeah. But I feel yeah. like we've now wrapped up classic Shameless. Like Shameless comes in waves and like we've wrapped up classic Shameless and now we're going into like a new era. New territory. That, yeah, it's like yeah. the next the next two seasons are like it's still good, but it's not classic. And then after that, I'm like, it's the slow decline. It's boring. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll watch like two episodes at a time at one point and be like, let's just get through this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I will at the same time, they're jam packed. So they're still pretty eventful, even if the storylines aren't as in they're like engaging stupid. as yeah. they used to be. All right. Well, All I'm right. looking forward to it. Yeah. And it's, you know, we'll get to it eventually. And it will happen. We've got six, seven, eight, nine, 
10, and then we do 11 again. We've got six seasons left, y'all. Wow. We've done we've done six. We've got six left to go. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> all right. Uh, until next time, everybody. Right. Thank you for listening to us all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.